Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is uh, January 17. The time is about 3.30 p.m. Reddy Noon PC has been conducting conference calls or Zoom calls from past 10 years. If you have any question, please uh, show. Uh, you have to put your camera on. And if you're a newcomer, you have to let us know. We encourage newcomers who have never asked questions. Hey, Rahul, this is Karthik. Kar- Good, Karthik. I have, I mean, my H1B is expiring on October 2022, and I would like to file H4 EAD for my wife. Do you suggest to apply now, or would you like, would you like me to wait uh, to file with my extension? Both. Okay. I mean, can we apply with the extension when the initial H4 EAD is already pending? Yes, you can. Okay. I mean. But I mean, but would there be any conflicts that the application is already no. pending? No, she is the same wife. First, yeah. you're asking from October. Next, you're asking after October. If you ask one with one wife, another with another wife, then you will be in trouble. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Okay. Thank okay. You. Thank you. Next person. Um, Vishwas. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Uh, I applied for my uh, I-140 and 485 under EB1C and I applied it in the month of May of last year mm-hmm. and it's gone to the Texas Center. Any idea how mm-hmm. long it would take? Anywhere between 12, uh, anywhere between 8 months to 24 months. Uh, and they've been also talking about uh, having a priority uh, premium processing for EB1C. Uh, would right that now. come in? I don't know when it's going to come. If it comes, you should take it. Uh, thanks, thanks, Rahul. Next person, please. H. Bochi. Yes. Uh, good afternoon, sir. Uh, this is uh, Hema here. Uh, I applied for H four and H four EAD, and uh, also I got I got a green card EAD. My H4 is in pending status and even H4 mm-hmm. in pending status. I am I'm planning to travel to India. Can I travel using my GC EAD or I should wait until I get H4? Oh, you can travel using the GC EAD. You would be considered technically to have been married to the adjustment of status. But mm-hmm. when I wear you as a mm-hmm. dependent adjustment of status, mm-hmm. I used the EAD. I mean, I got married to that status. What can I tell you? So mm-hmm. that's what I was. So it's mm-hmm. if you 
if you want to commit yourself to the adjustment of status, yeah, you can go travel. I personally myself have committed myself to the adjustment of status. Oh, okay. So I can use my AP payroll, right? So no need of any H4 or H4 EAD, something, those kind of No, ma'am. No, ma'am. You don't need. Okay. Thank you. Alpesh Patel. Um, hi, Rahul. Um, so my question is, I have a pending SRC EB3485. Basically, I downgraded like in, um, you know, EB2 to EB3 in November 2020. When you, when you say SRC, I guess what your question will come. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, so now my EB2 I140 with priority date September 2012 is current. What are my options? Like, what would you recommend refile or withdraw and refile for higher chances to go to another service center? Definitely not withdraw. Okay. Uh, whether you have to refile or whether you have to do interfiling, that's a very hard question. That's a very hard question. And I don't know if you've heard my joke or not. Pick your wife to choose that, not me. <laughs> Got it. Uh, and, and do you think interfiling with submitting medical reports, that trick might work? You know, officer might look look into that because I submitted my medical or or no. Everybody has a different theory on it. Some people say, let me do with 482J supplement, even if they're not asking. Everybody has their own theory. I don't know what works, what doesn't work. I but can I tell you that if you if you look into the immigrationgirl.com though, Texas Service Center has been doing much better compared to what it was, uh, but not to an extent of what it would have been uh, with the National Benefit Center. Okay, and and I have my like EB3 uh, approved with another employer, let's say I, I interfile here and in in uh, future EB3 gets current, can I uh, can I file with, with them? Because uh, that employer, my past employer is, uh, no. is one of my friends. Once so you mean to say right now you interfile and now EB3 moves back. Uh, mm -hmm. Now you you have given up EB3 now. Yes. Because you're not working for the company anymore. Next person, please. Thank you. Ashwin. Hi. Hi, Rahul. Sir. Hi, how are you doing today? Doing good. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 So I have like few questions. I, I got an RFE this Friday, this last Friday uh, regarding the Neuer one and uh, no the notice no, yeah. yeah notice no ID. NIR. that doesn't look good at all what is this for uh it's uh so i uh before like after graduation i joined a company az tech llc and i worked there az tech technology llc and i worked there for like 157 days and it was an unpaid internship but the company has been blacklisted uh, last, i know last year, i yeah. have written a couple of articles on it have you read it I did. Yes. Yes. I, I read, uh, yeah, I read a lot of things online. I came to know about this when I was like in India, uh, the last year, April, and I was trying to, uh, like come to us on F1. Then, uh, on they, like, uh, they stopped me on Frankfurt and they mentioned that, uh, I cannot, uh, like fly, uh, using the same visa. I need to get a new visa then. So, okay. And you need to put the phone off and you need to have a consultation with me. Okay else who knows about this company sorry sorry you need to put the phone off and you need to okay. make a consultation though this is a very serious matter though okay, okay. 
Okay. We have been telling people that mm -hmm. to leave the country even before the intent to revoke comes in. Because once the intent to come to revoke come in, even if you want to make a plan to Canada mm -hmm. or any other country, they may be destroyed too. We've been telling, but people are not listening. I got the stamping. I got my H1B. You are telling all faulty things. Nothing happens. Well, this here you go. Something happened. You should consult a lawyer immediately. Next Order. person, please. Thank you. Nitin? Yeah, hi, Rahul. Uh, so I have two questions here. So this is for my wife. Uh, she got an offer from a company B. And uh, the company A, they have filed their I-140 and they are not ready to give. So we have filed a FOI request, but that is, uh, I researched and that takes very long. No, it so, doesn't take, it takes only three weeks. Three weeks. Mm -hmm. But while I was researching like this, I like it might for some people, it took five months. So not to my knowledge. Okay, sir. So now my second question is, uh, when I raised the FOI request, the first request, I we missed to upload a, you know the passport copy for the identification. So we raised a second request with all the documentation uploaded. Now, I, I, I was reading somewhere like when they see a second request, they cancel the second request as a duplicate request. Now, is there any way to cancel or withdraw the first request? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't try to do that. I don't know. I have no answer for it. Okay. Okay, sir. But you said like okay. it takes three weeks. So, yeah. it should come so one of the other thing is that ask your company to give a copy of the H1B extension document. Okay. You're going for stamping that may have the I-140. That's a trick. People use it. So while uh, stamping, we may need I-140. That's what you're saying. Right. Okay. We did say them like I need a, like she need I-140 for my uh, EAD, but they did not reply yet. So I'm not okay. sure. Yeah. Well, you tried yeah. it, it didn't work. So let's wait. Okay, okay. All right, sir. thank you. Next, next person, please. Mona. Yeah, hi, uh, hello Rahul. Um, so we have a situation where uh, we used the uh, AP recently because the H4 stamping date was not uh, available. So I have mm -hmm. my H1, which was actually valid uh, till May, 2023, but my wife didn't got date. So we used advanced payroll to come back to States. Uh, mm -hmm. Now we were seeing your videos and you talked about automatic revalidation. Uh, mm -hmm. Is that option still open for us now that we have used AP, but not the EAD? And uh, uh, is there any other option for uh, regaining the uh, status back because we were thinking to do refile? Oh, if you want, if you're thinking to refile though, the best thing is to go to Mexico and come back. Uh, but uh, we used advanced payroll uh, and the- you you yeah, told so, me that. So you have that the 797 of H1B. You have the 797 of the I, H4. Just use that to come into the United States. It, it works 95% of the time it works. So all we have to do is go to Mexico and show that uh, I, which, which came with- Fly to Mexico. Spend two days, have a margarita there, come back. Okay. So driving will not work because we are very close to- I do not, I do not recommend driving though. Oh, okay. 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 Next Thank person, you. please. Satish Kumar. Ah, sorry, I was in mute. Hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Satish. Uh, currently, I'm working uh, multiple projects on H4 EAD, 
my H4 and uh, EAD are going to expire in May month. So I'm applying for H4 and EAD for a renewal. Is it mandatory to provide all the employer information in uh, I-539 form in the additional section or we can leave it as a blank? Just say that uh, where you ever been employed, just say employed person to the EAD. That's all you will mention that. You don't have to mention the employer name there. Okay, because I'm working in multiple employees, like I'm working in multiple projects. You don't have to mention anything, sir. You just employed. They've asked the question on the I-539, have you ever been employed in United States? Yes, pursuant, pursuant to the EAD approval. That's it. Okay, pursuant to EAD approval. Okay, thank you. You don't have to mention anything. Next person. Keep working harder, buddy. We need your taxes. Next person, please. Karthik. Yes, Karthik, go ahead. Karthik, I can't hear you. I'll have to move on if you, if I can't hear you. Hello. Let's go to the next person. We'll come back to Karthik later on. Sure, Rahul. Vijay? Uh, yes, uh, Rahul. Uh, this is Vijay. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, if, uh, uh, like I have the uh, EB3 uh, downgrades, uh, uh, EAD and AP, me and my wife. Uh, if my wife uses uh, the EB3's uh, EAD, uh, will we not have an opportunity to refile in the future under EB2 if needed? For you to refile under EB2, she has to maintain the non-immigrant status though. We can't file from one adjustment of status to another adjustment of status. You can do interfiling if you want to. But if you want to refile, refile. But there are some advantages and disadvantages of refiling. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she has to maintain the non-immigrant status for refiling. Okay. Uh, in that case, uh, I'm now eligible under the filing status to file uh, under EB2 uh, with February 1st, 2013, a priority date. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, I think, like, to be on safer, or like, uh, if I refile under EB2, uh, will I be maintaining in both uh, both the lines at the same time yes and then you'll be, be having to okay then, then you can free to choose what you want to okay and uh, can we use the eb3's uh, uh, ead uh, like my wife you, immediately after filing rahul or uh, that wait is a little bit tough question to answer we don't know how they are going to interpret it if you start using it after you file the 485 we don't know yet how they are going to interpret it there is okay. a chance, there is a chance they may interpret that since you use the EB3, I'm going to have you married to EB3, I will disregard the EB2. There is a chance. But have okay. I seen them doing it? No, I have not seen them doing it. Okay. 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 Next so the safest please. will be to just wait until things move. I will not, I will okay. not tell you whether you should refile or interfile. Okay. And you know my joke is right. So if you still have doubts, give a coin to your wife, something better happens there, it's because I referred your wife. Something okay. worse happens, it's because your wife is an evil person. Next okay. person, please. Thanks, thanks for all. Hey, take it as a joke, buddy, okay? Yeah, Next person, thank please. you, thank you. Ramesh? Hi, uh, this is Ramesh here. Um, hello, Rahul Garu. Uh, actually, my case is one of the uh, October 2020 EB3 downgrades. Uh, 
-hmm. yeah my uh, my priority date is first june 2012 which is mm -hmm. really 4.5 months away from the eb3 fad uh, mm -hmm. i got all my eads and but not used yet uh, i'm wondering as i am only 4.5 months away uh, what's your opinion on eb3 and priority date moving further is it worth it to interfile pick, now pick your wife not? pick your wife next person please have your wife choose an option for you okay don't okay. make the, these are these are judgment calls you're not speaking about law okay and you know that if you look into my history i've gone so, so many times wrong believe me so pick your wife something goes wrong you know you'll blame her something goes right i should get the credit next person please deepak hello sir um my name is deepak i joined the company about 6 months back uh, they mm -hmm. filed the h1 and h4 for my wife the h1 premium processing went through fine i got my 797 the h4 was in progress uh, we got the application receipt uh, and uh, as we know like it's been taking time so recently i noticed online that uh, it went into a rfe so my guess is um, because our passport expired and we applied for a new passport so the passport on the application may have expired now the problem is the old law firm was did the passport expired before you filed the h4 or after you filed the h4 after i filed the h4 so it's okay. it doesn't look like, it doesn't look like that's our okay. go ahead uh, anyway so it's an rfe state and the problem is the old law firm that my company was using they retired and they kind of closed down and they have also messed up my address on the h4 application so the i didn't get the rfe notice so the new lawyer is asking for rfe notice uh Yikes. so is there any like so do when you you can't go back to the old lawyer he completely closed down or what he completely closed down like they're not even responding and the company is not letting me reach out to them so you'll have to call the uscis to request an rfp for yourself the new lawyer it's not easy for them to request because they're not on the file it's okay. better that your wife calls and then she requests though rather than your new lawyer though and and okay. that's the only thing that i can think about okay and there's no way to respond without like send a new set of no documents. no okay because uh, and when when is our i94 expiring i94 on the previous h4 that she had on the i797 is 2023 next year 20 next year yeah. so she has a eard also until that time just yes she has a eard but i'm just thinking about <laughs> instead of all these struggle just file one more h4 plus eard okay h4 even though it's valid even though even though it's valid okay the, the reason is that because by the time you get an rfe it may take 6 months who knows okay and you can't answer on a blanket rfe which we don't know what it is okay okay so i would just file a h4 plus 3 ead though that's an easy method i like okay. to resolve the thing i don't care about a little bit money here and there you know sure. so that may be a better method for you to do it rather than going around the uscis and checking with the rfp rfp yes. normally will not be given to the you it, it will not come to the employer address they may still send it to the lawyer's address there right so okay. we went on the new lawyer asked us to fill a online request form like 
did not receive notice some e request or something yeah you can try it. you can okay. try it you get it you get it but this is my solution next right, person sir. thank you Krishna next person hi uh, hello rahul this is krishna sai here i just have a tricky situation my employer did not actually file for my downgrade my priority date is february of 2013 in eb2 he did not file a downgrade in october of 2020 after in a year he filed a downgrade in october of 2021 from eb eb2 to eb3 immediately in november the eb3 dates went back and eb2 dates became current so what happened now is now i'm trying to see because my Uh, EB2 dates are becoming current should i and my EB3 i140 is still pending should i do an inter i know like i it's not like don't interfile don't interfile if your i140 is not approved okay but can i have can i refile in EB2 because usas is accepting the dates of filing so yes. if, with the same employer if i have two 485s will it create more confusion no it does not next person please it does not and i did i and and i did go for the fingerprinting too so i just wanted to make sure that if i have two 485s you know with the same employer one in eb3 and the downgrade is still pending and now i have an other eb adjustment of status in eb2 so i just wanted to make sure that i don't create more confusion to usis rahul that's by my no you're good next person please iPhone, iPhone, if you show your face, you have a higher chance of getting guys. And if you're a newcomer, let us know. Kartik. Kartik, we cannot hear you. Trisha. Uh, hello, sir. Uh, I have a question on behalf of my husband. So he recently got his form approved uh, from his new employer, but his uh, uh, PD is current uh, under EB two, that is uh, December two thousand eleven. Uh, so as he got approved for form, his attorney suggested to apply for I one fourteen premium processing first. And later apply I four eighty five. Do you suggest to go this way, or uh, do you suggest us to file uh, I one forty along with I four eighty five? It's to, you said two thousand eleven. So yeah. Since the final action dates are current, though, I am taking the judgment call. Okay, this is just a judgment call. Of filing an I one forty and then filing the four eight five. Here is the reason why I do this. Most probably, your your husband's priority date will be current in March also. Okay. The other reason is that the main reason is that that when we file the four eight five application with the I one forty, we are noticing that it is taking a longer time for the USCIS to adjudicate the four eight five. So, if you were my client, I want to take your money and I want to get rid of you as soon as possible. The best way to do it is file an I one forty separately, file a four eight five, get you the green card in four months, take all your money and 
that's it run away from you yeah yeah thank you so much i appreciate that so we'll follow okay. that on his call yeah which yeah it seems he seems a nice lawyer he wants to get it up you saw next person please thank you thank you kiran and he wants to take your money too hey hi uh, rahul garu uh, thanks for the service uh, my name is kiran so my case is uh, uh, same like uh, the 2020 october uh, downgrade uh, case so uh, my uh, eb3 140 is still pending and i issued my ead as well so uh, in this situation can i change employers while my ead uh, 140 uh, eb3 140 is still pending no don't do that don't okay. do that we will fight until your last blood drop not my last blood drop that's <laughs> your limited stuff you don't want to do that okay get the i140 approval and do whatever you want okay so once uh, i140 is approved then i can just change the employers and once uh, once i move to a different employer do they need to file my eb2 again or can i just uh, no. submit for it day for it j supplement okay that's all they need to do apart from that yeah. nothing and the yeah. other question is uh, uh, if i still keep the current employer working for them on the ead after eb3 140 is approved and take up a second job with other current employer can i do that as well yep once 140 is approved you're free to do what you want okay so i'm i'm uh, once uh, 140 is approved why why, uh, why not why not convert into i140 into premium processing oh that's what i'm going to do now uh, this week on that why were you not doing this for past one year um i have h1b and uh, oh, come on the anymore uh, until i uh, get the uh, 140 approved so there's I, a I reason with... why we tell these things in advance okay there is a reason why we tell these things okay there are we we are not youtubers okay we're practitioners we go through the things we through the real cases though that's the reason why we tell people to file the premium process file the premium process right now and just okay. you will be free to do what you want to okay wonderful yeah that really helpful thanks everyone next person please samit samit hi uh, hi rahul so i have a little complicated question so i applied for my i130 and i485 as a spouse of a us citizen and then we had our interview so at the interview in the meantime my company had applied for eb1b and it got approved so i interfiled to the eb1b so that i could uh, just get the 10 year green card oh and, come on no but it, it worked out actually i got okay, the 10 year green card i got oh, you the got it okay. okay yeah so my question is now can i naturalize in 3 years or in 5 years absolutely you can naturalize in 3 years Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, that's all I wanted to. Okay, if there is no requirement that you must have got the green card under the family based only though. Okay. 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 Next person please. Iqbal. Hey Rahul. So yeah. I have, my I140 is approved under EB3 and EB2 with the same employer. and my priority date is uh, 1st november 2013 and i was planning to move to a different employer by the end of this month wait wait, wait. 
you file the 485 application yes 485 is filed and uh, in october 2020 did you file under i'm assuming that you filed under eb3 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 okay keep going uh huh so now uh, uh, this person had also filed my h1 so they have my h1 also and i have the option to move not move or i have the option to move under h1 and i have the option to move under ead so the new employer so, the new employer so the new employer yes okay so now since who is also likely uh, next month pro- probably the date of filing might get current what do you advise should i move and if i move should i move under h1 or should i move under e- ead once you move your eb2 is out okay because once you move to the new company you can't interfile using company a's i140 you okay. got that okay so now the next question is should i move on a h1b they already filed the h1b the expenditure is already done yes so move on h1b but the, can i still interfile then inter if you move to the company b you cannot yes. interfile company a's i140 okay so if if the eb2 dates moves ahead what option do i have then if you move to company b and you haven't done the interfiling and you move to company b then you're stuck with eb3 or the company b can file a labor and i140 for you oh okay but if i move then i can't neither i can refile nor i can interfile you're right so i should wait for next month uh, bulletin I, di- i didn't said that i didn't it's up to you depends on what you want so if the new offer is offering you 200000 more maybe you should take it i don't know i don't know what the offer is what the circumstances is lot of different circumstances i can only tell you what will happen if you move what will not it's your choice to take it up so actually none, of the, the, none of the things what you are planning to do are illegal i was working with the employer b through employer a on cop to cop on contract so i have the i have the option to continue working on contract for some time and it's then it's up to you i mean you can do so itbal nothing wrong that's not illegal okay and then immediately i can move on ead after after interfiling or refiling if you refile it you sh- you should try to avoid using the ead for 6 months oh okay if you interfile you can use the ead immediately immediately okay okay, okay. thank you then thank- next thank person you. please adarsh adarsh will be the last caller guys um, um you can put some questions on the in the uh, in the chat i will try to answer adarsh adarsh go ahead it's not clear adarsh you have to unmute yourself let's go to the next caller okay vibhav hi um i have a quick question i am in currently h4 
now H1B. So I'm trying to change it to H4. So if I change my H4, should should I inform my employer about my I94 changes or? You mean to say H4? To... You mean to say H4 plus EAD? Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah, it's better you inform them. Okay. Okay. Because I'm okay. planning to move out of the company, so uh, I have a H1B from my current company. So if I get H4 EAD, uh, they would ask me like, "Why do you want to move to that?" So <laughs> that's the reason I want to keep it from them before I move to the next company. So is there will it cause any issue? I have H4 EAD plus H1B, which is valid for the next two years. Let's say, let's say, let's say, if you don't show it to them, will it cause any problem for you? No. It will not cause any problem for you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, thank you. Then. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'll go to the questions, live questions that I'm getting in the chat, guys. Okay. Um, eight two four four. The service centers were being changed. Can we ask them to switch back to NBC? There is no way we can do that. There's no method we can do it. Sheila, if you travel from US to India to visit mother, is there any mandatory two-week quarantine? I don't think so. There is any mandatory two-week quarantine. No, I don't think so. But check with the travel because they keep changing every week. I, am, I have already submitted the parents affidavit for birth certificate. I still got an RFP. It's better to be responded properly though. Because you need to uh, provide the non-availability certificate. And if you can't get that one, you may better off submitting the DNA test that will resolve the problems. Deepak Sharma, um, previously in the DS-160, there was only one job included, not G three jobs. Will it cause any issue? Uh, these are clerical errors. We don't see much problem, Deepak, but make sure this time you list all of them though. Um, Texas is, is getting a little bit better, but not to the mark of the rest of the two, particularly the NBC. Well, there are no more questions that are here. Uh, that's a very long question, Karthik. Um, thank you guys for coming. The next conference call will be uh, on uh, Tuesday at 11.30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.